Hey, Doug Levesque for Bible Nation Podcast. Listen, we just had a great long discussion about what's going on with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, how it affects America, and what the Bible has to say about it. It was long enough that we thought that we would split it into two sessions, and what you're about to hear is the second session. So make sure you go back and listen to the first session and, and then enjoy this second session now. Thanks for watching. What are we standing up for? The ability, the freedom to do what's right as God defines that right. God's the ultimate author of liberty. We don't want government to stand between us and our freedom to do what is right. I think what's been concerning about the Western media in this, especially the U.S. media, right. has been, if you watch it, they are it's almost as if they are goading a war. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. this insistent story after story after story to to persuade the American public that increased hostilities and direct hostilities mm-hmm. between U.S. and Russia mm-hmm. are the are, are the, mo- are the is the next moral step. Right and. Uh, and I'm not, I don't know, I'm not saying if it is or isn't. Right. I'm just saying it is very clear that a media who was so good, who was so adamant about us getting out of Afghanistan, right. and a media who ignores atrocities all across the world, right. you know, because we're seeing stories of babies dying and, right. and children's hospitals being blown up. Right. But that happens all across the world. Yeah. All the, Go to Africa, go leftists, to Sudan. Leftists just overturned election processes, overturned government yeah. here destroyed cities in the process right and now they're trying to put it back together so now they're the saviors of drilling for oil right. when, when they were absolutely adamantly against it you know and now they kind of go go the other way which you know Biden well and i, and I think you're hitting on another piece here right. is what is going to happen i mean what what a way to get the green agenda oh, across the table yeah i mean and i mean you, you, if you've watched one James Bond movie, you know this is plausible. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, it, it could come down as simple as a couple of rich energy tycoons said, how do we get, how do we control oil right. prices? And how do we get onto this green and, and technology? speaking of Blofeld, you know, yeah. of, of the Bond villain, we've got uh, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, yes. which is the devil, mm-hmm. you know, in, in working. And we've done podcasts in season one on that and how horrible that is. Well, uh, Schwab is totally backing Ukraine and Zelensky. Yeah. That, that ought to tell you something. And right. so therefore all the media is, is backing that and supposed action towards that. Now, NATO organized for the purpose of drawing a red line, <coughs> and then we all fight together against Russia. Right. But then they also said on the other side of that red line, we don't fight. And that's why they're so adamantly saying <coughs> Ukraine is not in our sphere. Right. We're not responsible for them because that will get us in a war with Russia. So... That's not bad in and of itself, but it seems like Biden said, we're not going to do that, and now we're doing that. We're not going to do that, now we're going to do that. That's, what, that's been Biden's M.O. Yeah. So Biden's just a parrot. But he's, just a, he's, sure. he's the decision maker, yeah. but he's just a chirping parrot because he says, we're not going to do that because that's the leftist stand. And then he, we are going to do that, and all of a sudden he's a rightist. And that ought to show you that he's taking orders from somebody else. Right. You know, he doesn't have his own mind on which, that. Which that ideology is more pragmatic than it is principled. Because it's just reaction, and it's all fueled, fueled around uh, keeping power. And if anything, that mindset yeah. is weak yes. because Putin has said, okay, I'm going for it because America is at its it's, weakest right now. With yeah. Biden and Kamala Harris yes. and their defense secretary and their secretary of state, and they pulled out of, of uh, Afghanistan, and they've given all their tanks away, and they're cutting the Marine Corps in half, and they're, you know, all these things, 
America can't gear up enough to stop us at a particular point in time. And so, you know, we, we picked him, apparently, or, or he won through, you know, whatever. He got, he got picked somehow. He, somehow he got in there. And so that's, you but, know, that's what's going on. You know, you know, he surely isn't Ronald Reagan who no. stood in Berlin and said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. No, right. he hasn't who, inspired anybody, who, left or right. Who destroyed no. the Soviet Union. Right. And I'm not trying to be a Reagan fanboy here, but he decimated the former Soviet Union without one bullet and without one bomb. Yeah, with words. With words. And strength. And strength. We outspent them, and they, yes. they and couldn't spend it. Yeah, they bullet. couldn't do it. So, you know, the business ramifications, Tony, you're a businessman. You know, everything business becomes, and just living becomes more expensive if gas is $6 a gallon. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, because because then you're paying more in shipping and you know, materials. Yeah. You know, your employees come to work. You got to pay them, put gas in their tanks and blah, 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 blah. It all becomes more. And I don't think, I don't, I think Biden's just speaking one side and then the other side. I don't think he's this great economic thinker yeah. because he's on both, he's on either side of the issue. Uh, speaking, re- oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, <clears throat> in terms of what you just said there, I mean, on a very practical note here locally, mm-hmm. we, we just purchased a print shop, yeah. and the cost—we've only owned it for three months, not even three months. The cost of goods has yeah. gone up almost eighty percent. Right. Yeah. Just to to buy. Uh, talk about who timing, you bought right? it from was timing. Yeah, the guy timing. is like, I no wonder he wanted to get out in December. <laughs> I didn't even know, but yeah. no, I mean the, the cost of buying a T-shirt, you know, yeah. has has yeah. gone up substantially and so and a, and a lot of that is because you know so many products are oil based if it's plastic well, the, or whatever that and the shipping and, and everything shipping and yeah. and you know there there was a minimum order for shipping that's now almost doubled in order to get free shipping yep um and so then the customer then has to take on some of that cost and they're frustrated and it yep. just makes it extreme increasingly yep. hard to do business and what i have to pay my employees in yep. order to be able to survive and make it and uh, again those that are christians are thinking of a day's wage for a loaf of bread. That's what the Bible says in mm-hmm. that day. And so all these um, prophetic truths uh, have these strong elements that are setting the stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the orchestra's warming up, the stage lights are blinking, and and we're not saying this is it, but it's definitely getting us acclimated. I mean, prior to 1948, Israel wasn't a nation and Russia wasn't part of uh, the United Nations Security Council. Right. And all of a sudden they were. But things are changing today because all of a sudden uh, Russia is in the middle of the Iranian Persian uh, nuclear talks. And that's one of the Ezekiel chapter 38 Gog and Magog issues. Um, So speaking of Israel, let's go there. Now, we might go an hour here. So our editors will will cut this in half. Okay, Um, but let's uh, let's go over. and, And this is the other interesting thing is that. In this war, I, I was just waiting, like, when the shoe, when is the shoe going to drop? Where's Israel right. in the picture? Because ne- now they're a nation, and that's a big thing uh, prophetically. And um, here's an article, uh, Ukraine War, How Israel is Helping Putin Crash Anti-War Protests in Russia. So Israel has been friends with the United States, but they've also been friends with Russia. Russia is in Syria. Israel and Syria have kind of a handshake deal on how to deal with <coughs> Islamists, right, and militants. And so across the Golan Heights, which America has recognized as sovereignly Israel, is the Russian army or Russian control. So Russia, you know, there's a Russia-Ukrainian border, but there's a Russian-Israel border as well. And so Israel has to be on a friendly basis. And, you know, they have a red phone where they can connect about, 
you know, if our planes are flying to Damascus to blow up some Iranian things, we have to get Russian permission to do that, et cetera, et cetera. The day before uh, Putin invaded, there A, at the supposed peace talks about Iranian nukes, more or less representing the United States because we're out of it, and I don't get that because we don't agree with them, or at least we didn't agree with them. But then secondly, the day before, they came out and said, we do not accept, we've reversed our decision, we do not accept the sovereignty of uh, Israel over the Golan. What were they saying? They were saying, we're just moving the border by decree. Mm -hmm. So there's not just a Russian invasion of Ukraine, there is a Russian invasion of Israel going on here. So Israel puts themselves on a war footing and doesn't take sides with West or East or anybody. They come out and Bennett, um, the Prime Minister of Israel, who, by the way, is a World Economic Forum guy. He's a Klaus Schwab <coughs> Czech certified guy. Okay, He's a businessman. And he Klaus goes certified. to be the middleman. So the very first person that goes and talks to Putin is Israel Prime Minister Bennett. Right. And what they're saying is that Bennett had sold Russia technological ability to break into phones. Okay? And so that's what Russia is doing in making these arrests. Is they're they're arresting these people, getting their phones and finding other people, and they're shutting down dissent using Israeli technology. And so Israel's not playing the middle now. They gotta protect themselves. Obviously, Zelensky's a Jew. So they want to support him, but yet at the same time, they've been selling things. So they've put themselves in the middleman where they're almost nobody's friend and everybody's enemy. So once again, Israel finds itself in the center of everything. Yes. And so Israel playing peace, you know, playing peacemaker in a, on the verge of World War III yeah. is significant prophetically. And he said, let's have our talks in Jerusalem, which yes. if you're a Christian again, your mind's saying when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction shall come upon them. You know, Zechariah says um, Jerusalem will be a cup of trembling to the whole world. I mean, what happens there is, is the whole world's quaking over what's going on there. All the right pieces are in play. And so Iran's about to have a nuke. Russia's backing them. We have these uh, sanctions on Russia, but Russia says, well, that those sanctions don't include Iran. I mean, they're trying to dictate that. And so America's kind of half saying, yeah, they don't include Iran. Right. Um, and so, you know, the stage being set, the, the lights going on, the, the orchestra's lining up. Here's another article. Um, this is from BBC. Israel's Bennett plays peacemaker in Ukraine-Russian war. And, you know, we don't necessarily know. Nobody knows what was said in, in that particular thing. But, but Russia is, I mean, excuse me, Israel is, makes a difference on what side they're on because of their technological prowess, because of their business and economic uh, mm -hmm. prowess as well, and then their military prowess. Mm -hmm. And so just like we have um, independent ex-soldiers, what you call soldiers of fortune, coming out of Canada, UK, the United States, elsewhere around the world joining the Ukraine Foreign Legion Brigade, You've also got Israeli troops there, mm -hmm. and um, Israel's sending humanitarian aid, you know, to, to that. So I think this is another area that the media is not covering a lot of, but we, we have a Christian civil war that has Jews in the center of it trying to play peacemakers. Um, and again, the whole Ezekiel, you know, there's, there's Gog and Magog in Ezekiel, there's Gog and Magog in Revelation. And I don't know how, exactly how to interpret it, I think my interpretation is that Ezekiel's talking about a pre-seven-year tribulation, pre-rapture type event, and Revelation's talking about 
post, mm -hmm. you know, because that's at the end <coughs> of the millennium. Right. So we've got the same players, same stage players. set, same rebellion, same war, same Israel, everything. Same identities. Same identities. They, their identities survived that. And, and we know that there's this, you know, we, we know that there's the, uh, the, uh, the, the spirit of Grecia and the spirit of Persia, you know, and, and obviously that's going to be true of Gog as well. That's, a, that's more of a ethereal type identity, you know, possession almost. But the Ezekiel one, Ezekiel 37 talks about Israel's dry bones coming to life again, Israel being a nation. Ezekiel 38 then uh, talks about Israel being come against by the north, Gog and Magog, with this Persian, you know, identity. And that, that uh, relationship of nations has never happened till now. Mm -hmm. so, that, so what I'm saying is that's never been fulfilled. Ezekiel 38 has never been fulfilled, and yet the stage is being set by the relation of nations and what could be happening with Israel getting in the middle of it. And it's interesting what God says in Ezekiel. Ezekiel God says to, to Gog, who's the prince of Magog, mm -hmm. Meshach, Tubal, Tugarma, etc. God says, I will put an evil thought in your mind. People are calling Putin evil. This is evil. This is an evil thought. But, but if this is a Gog-Magog event, the Bible says God's pushing history forward. He's the one that's allowed this evil thought because he says, I'm going to destroy you. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be Israel who does the destruction or America who does the destruction. Somehow, some way, God is going to destroy this Gog-Magog invasion for the purpose of letting men know that I am the Lord. Right. Go ahead. So, well, and this brings up an important <clears throat> point about mm -hmm. the perspective on Bible prophecy. Right. I think a lot of people, particularly the naysayers, mm -hmm. would say, those that are particularly dispensationalists right. or those that are intrigued with Bible prophecy, right. that we treat Bible prophecy and by in these Bible verses yeah. like a Where's Waldo game. Right. Here right. is all the things going on in the world, and we're trying to find Where's Waldo. Right. And that's not what we're saying at all. Right. What we're saying is that geopolitical events orbit around Bible prophecy. Right. In other words, we're, we're just observing that the Bible, here's these truths that the Bible says in these events that yeah. are unavoidable. Right. And that as much as the world tries to avoid them, yeah. they can't avoid them. Right. And so they're orbiting around, just like astro astronomers, uh, ast uh, not astrology, astronomers, yeah. Yeah, astronomers. So you look into the skies, and we can't see a black hole. Right. We can't see a sun, but we see everything orbiting around a fixed point, and we right. go, something must be there. Right. Because all the planets around it are... Are, are being manipulated, are moving, orbiting around it. More so, than being ethereal, it's logical yes. and scientific that we're approaching it this way. Yes, and so so here's the Bible. A gravity the world has and culture has never been able to escape. Right. We can never get out of the atmosphere of the Bible right. and the authority of the Word of God. And so these events can't help right. but orbit around the Bible. Right. And over, orbit around Bible prophecy. And all we're saying is, Look at the orbits. Right. We're not saying we're in the final countdown yet. We're not saying that right. we're, although we we have our own our beliefs about that. Yeah. We can have that argument. The Bible tells you to watch. Yes. And so the and fact so that you're looking and watching and saying, hmm. You know. We're watching the stars orbit in the way that we would expect them to orbit. We don't control it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. And it's not where's Waldo. It's right. not It's not a, a, a game that we're playing right. uh, of looking around and seeing where can we find intriguing. We're trying to. Uh, analogize or, or yeah. say things are metaphorical. No, we're saying these are real geopolitical events that are yeah. described in the Bible. These are future events that, that human history is destined to go through. Right. We have to go through these intersections. Yeah. We don't know how we're going to get to those intersections yeah. every time, but they do exist. Yeah. And then as we see these events happening, we go, it's just orbiting around there. Yeah. 
It's just orbiting around there. Yeah, and so um, I, I'm going to refer this this article. Um, it was it was in the um, Jerusalem Post. Has biblical Gog Magog war begun? Jerusalem Post. Has biblical Gog and Magog war begun? And of course, they got Pat Robertson and everything that happened. Pat Robertson that says this is it, and we got to quit listening to Pat Robertson on everything. He's getting old. He, he, well, yeah, but even before he was old, you know, right. it, was, it was going on. And um, so I'm not, I'm not going to no you know, read Pat, everything there. But if, if you if you go this, to Jerusalem Post, has biblical Gog and Magog war begun? There's a number of embedded videos there um, by different per- perspectives that are kind of putting together what we're saying. Um, and they're actually a little more claimant on this is it. And so the Jerusalem Post, which has always appealed to evangelicals, is actually kind of feeding that, mm-hmm. that that's there. But then there's another article, and this one is actually by um, a Baptist organization, and it's um, Baptist, uh, Baptist Home. Let's be clear. Putin's invasion of Ukraine is not about the rapture and Russia in biblical prophecy. So who are the naysayers? The strongest naysayers are some of our own people. And, and basically, the, but, but at the same time, as they go through so clearly about all that, they're proving the points as they're doing the naysaying. Because they're coming up and saying the same things that we're saying, but then just out of opinion saying, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. No, that's not it. And, uh, and so you've got Baptists on both sides of this issue, some saying, hey, this could be it, and others saying, oh, absolutely, this is absolutely not it. And the only point that they make that, that I think is, is valid in just giving it an absolute no is that back in the 1800s, somebody uh, wrote that Gog was Russia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then since then, everyone has said Gog is Russia. And I, and I get that, and I've looked at that myself. But since that time, everybody has studied in depth in that. In other words, that we, and we're not all just quoting from mm-hmm. one guy. You know, that, that, you know, it's that, been proof. It, it's been proven since that point in time. Proof, so yeah, yeah. we definitely have a configuration that looks and smells like prophecy. Yeah. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that things aren't years away. But... Just we, orbiting around it. Just orbiting around it. So, so Christians, and let's end by talking about how the Christian response. Yeah. Well, or, or, or American response. So, so just to follow up on what yeah. we're saying there, top of drudge right now, uh, two hours ago, Washington Post, Russians' war on Ukraine has some Christians wondering, is, the end, is this the end of the world? Okay, so now it's making mainline press today. Right. You know, two hours ago, that is this something? Right. So it's enough that Drudge would put it. And Drudge is just looking at numbers. Right. So he thinks there's enough numbers. There's there. enough numbers. Enough yeah. people are looking at it. Yeah. Christian conservatives have long looked at world events and pointed to biblical references as signs of what is happening in the world could fulfill biblical prophecy. Mm-hmm. And this time is no different, uh, said Michael Brown, host of a, you know, yeah. a line of fire or whatever uh, show. So basically the article is, and this is where you want to yeah. go. Uh, is lining up people who are saying, nah, this is not it. Yeah. This is, you know, everyone, everyone needs to calm, calm down a little bit. But it ends with this. Uh, let me get these two yeah. paragraphs here. First of all, there's one guy um, uh, who I don't know who's saying yeah. this, but let me read the quote here. Yeah. He says, there are a lot of people who are cheaply saying Russia's war in Ukraine is profi- prophetically significant, mm-hmm. Hummel said. Mm-hmm. You, you get some credibility for saying prophetic things are happening, but they lose credibility if they try to specify anything. A lot of these people don't have a clear sense of what the U.S. should be doing, and they want the credibility of saying they're on the right side of interpreting these things. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so then the article ends like this, because here's a description of dispensationalism mm-hmm. and prophetic teachings mm-hmm. over the last, you know, half a century. Mm-hmm. 
For so much of the 20th century, it felt like for a lot of evangelicals, everything that happened felt like it fit the prophetic pattern. Israel becoming a nation, the Cold War, and the way it was divided in good versus evil and the atomic bomb. It was built on reading the news as if it was the Bible and reading the Bible as if it was the news. I'm not sure you can do that with this situation. Which is, which to me is bogus. Right. I, th I think that's a bogus accusation. I think that's the, the person that wants to say, hey, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Everybody else is irrational. And so let's just not go there. I think we are rational. Right. I think we don't dive in and saying, this is it, this is it. I mean, right. we don't do that. The Bible tells us to look for his appearing. Sure. Not to look for the Antichrist. But in looking for his appearing, and, and in fact, loving his appearing, we do look at these prophetic events. So we're not really surprised by them. We, we know that somehow they're going to happen. And yes, by evil people being evil, but also by good people being good. So it, you know that mix is going to be there. And there's not a lot we can do about it. Mm -hmm. I think in the past, having a Bible nation, that America's first thing was that at the table, all the, all the decision makers at the table, number one, would have been familiar with Scripture. Number two would have been familiar with prophecy. Number three would have said, let's pray. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have gone in making just economic considerations or just geopolitical considerations. And so the Bible Nation Society is, is telling people and legislators and, and people, hey, let's pray. Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, this is a huge shift in talking about you know, the World Economic Forum. We're saying, hey, somebody's trying to reset how you know, that we could even have a Christian nation, take us into a, a new world, that would be ordered after something similar to what the Bible's talking about as mm -hmm. evil. Mm -hmm. And so to say those things doesn't make us irrational, you know, backwoods, barefoot, uh, <laughs> living in a, in a cabin without running water, hicks, you know, although that could be a great fun way to live. Yeah, nothing wrong with that life. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're, we're saying this is it. I'm, I think we're saying prophecy talks an awful lot, and this is a picture that mixes. So if we're reading the scriptures and then events seem to match that, what's wrong with that? Right. right. Or, or if we're reading the newspaper and going, I wonder if the Bible says something about that. Right. What's wrong with that? The only person that would really criticize that and be a naysayer is someone who doesn't want the Bible involved. Right. right. Or doesn't include the Bible in their delineations. Prayer is not first. Or that the Bible isn't relevant to today. I.e. the U.S. government. Right. And so <laughs> it might be to a guy like Biden, you know, on Ash Wednesday had ash on his head. You know, I think that's a fairy tale, but you're you're practicing it. You say Christianity. So let's say, Mr. Biden, whatever you believe, whatever you think of us, let's pray. Right. There's something going on here that would require you not to just make a decision or look to some organization, but let's pray. And I think that's fair. That's what I think the Bible Nation really set out to do yeah. is to have, have Christians pray. Now, it's really painful when you can't buy groceries and you have to think about where am I going to drive mm -hmm. because the cost of everything. Mm -hmm. Christians are going to be challenged. Are, do I pay my tithe or do I buy gas? Well, inflation is a form of tyranny. Absolutely. So, so yeah. we have seen medical tyranny this mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen political tyranny, mm -hmm. right? But then inflation is another form of tyranny because mm -hmm. it, it limits choice and it limits people's freedoms to live, live their lives. Yeah. And so when you are, when you are, um, the muscle of your dollar yeah. is a lot less. That you can do a lot less with yeah. it. Um, so it's, that, yeah. that's probably good for another discussion. The tyranny, yeah. the economic tyranny. That would that probably way. be another good thing. So Tony, let's uh, as we close, let's go around the block here, um, <clears throat> speaking to our viewers, Stand Up Michigan Christians. You know, we got people around the country, even around the world, that have listened and responded. So, um, in response to this 
you know, discussion that we've had probably in two parts at this point in time. Yeah. You know, what are you going to tell the businessman and the family as they're going through this process? What's your advice? Uh, well, I mean, certainly for me, the, the perspective is unique because uh, my business is very much tied in with my faith. That's who I am. And so, you know, my gut response to all of these things is trust God, mm-hmm. uh, seek God, make sure you're living right, doing right, mm-hmm. treating your fellow man right. Certainly as an employer, I would say uh, show empathy to your employers, mm-hmm. em- employees, mm-hmm. show empathy to your customers because mm-hmm. they're all going through it as well. Mm-hmm. Things are tight for you and things are tight for them. Mm-hmm. So be kind, be generous, uh, be patient, uh, be a leader. Again, if you're a person of faith, uh, although there are fearful things going on in the world, God has not given us the spirit of fear, well, but of great. power and of love and of a sound mind. Yeah. And so for me, uh, I have two businesses that are certainly feeling the impacts of these economic things, but I have no fear. I trust yeah. that God is doing it. So I would encourage you. Glory to not, AZ Business Solutions. Yes. If you're not a, <laughs> if you're not a man of God and that man of faith, right. I mean, to me, that's, that's where you turn. Yeah. You won't read that in, you know, Entrepreneur Weekly. But don't that, quit. Don't cower. Correct. Uh, show empathy. Move forward. Mm-hmm. Good business is always good business. Yeah. Honest business is always yep. good business. And um, and what about for the family? You you've got how many how many mouths are you trying to feed right now? Well, I got six kids. Yeah. You know, and my mouth is like two mouths, so it's <laughs> <laughs> like feeding ten people right. in my house. I got three teenage boys, right. and they just Devour. constantly eat. But no, I mean, I think it, the, the the advice is very similar in that uh, men lead your families. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian men lead your families in prayer. Lead them in the Word. Uh, give them confidence that God has a plan, that, that we're not shocked by what's going on. This is all part of what's going to happen in Scripture. And so to do right, be right, follow God, and and, and live yeah. the way you're supposed to live. See, I think people that say, oh, no, this is nothing, that's almost their fear talking. Yeah. That's the only way they can cope with it is to say, oh, no, this isn't it. We're just going to go forward. Things always are. That's almost their fear trying to cope with it by dis- by setting it aside. That happened in World War II, mm-hmm. right? Time made Hitler the man of the year in 1938 before he invaded right. Poland, you know, in 1939. So I, I just think that's how society does. So even a Christian uh, so-called culture mm-hmm. can can weaken and out of fear try to dis- be dismissive. Yep. So Pastor Georges, then, there's a lot of pastors out there in churches. They've looked to you a lot of th- things on how to get through COVID and how to, you know, how to do things. What, what's, your, what's your voice to all the pastors and Christian leaders out there? Well, I, I think, you know, Christian leaders, but Christians across mm-hmm. the board, mm-hmm. Um, have the understanding that the spirit of the world, the devil is ruling the spirit of the world. Mm-hmm. And it, the idea of that spirit is deception. Yeah. And as we come to the last days, deception runs rampant. Mm-hmm. And we can identify like Russian des- deception of their people. Mm-hmm. But don't be so naive to think that that's not, be- that's not happening to us as well. Right. That to really filter the media sources that we're listening to, to ask ourselves, ask yourself, why do they want, identify the emotional response that the media wants you to have mm-hmm. and then ask yourself why. Yeah. Why, why, why are they you, wanting me to feel this way? Why do you want me to feel this way? Right. Because Jesus warns in Luke 21 and verse 8, and he said, take, take heed that ye be not deceived. Mm-hmm. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and the tri- time draweth near, go ye not therefore, therefore after them. And so he's talking about in the last days right. that there is a spirit of deception and that there'll be many that are deceived and Christ's command is don't be deceived. Right. Don't be deceived. Well, how do you not be deceived? Well, you, you, 
you are not deceived by knowing the genuine thing. Mm-hmm. So know Christ, mm-hmm. know the identity of mm-hmm. Christ, mm-hmm. abide with Christ. Right. If you know Christ, you will know all his all those that would proclaim to be Christ. And as you know Christ, you begin to see these messianic right. ideals right. that pop up, not only in, in personalities like Putin, but other individuals as well. And your spirit tells you, no, no, no. What you're doing belongs to Christ. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is not for you to say. That's for Christ to say. Right. And unless you're saying you're Christ, right. you can't say that. And, and you Zelensky's can't think that way. not a Christian. He's not an Orthodox. He's not claiming it. He claims to be the leader of all that because he's talking about our, our churches and our, you know glory to Ukraine and all that. He is Jewish, but he's also mentioning God, and he also mm-hmm. is Messianic in a false way. Mm-hmm. So you know, in some cases, pastors need to realize, even though your congregation listens to Fox News, you know, 24-7 or whatever, <laughs> that you're not there to take sides. You're there to let Christ take over. Yep. And um, and you have to not be dismissive. That shows your fear mm-hmm. or yeah. your ignorance. You need to confront head on and be bold, even right. if you're the only one doing well, and saying things. Yeah, and our pulpits need to be stand on the authority and be controlled by the Word of God, mm-hmm. not influenced by Fox News. Yeah. I mean, we don't need Fox News. Right. Your people right now, they're, they're getting 20 to 30 hours of Fox News right. a week, and they're probably only getting three hours of you. Right. So give them the Bible. Right. Preach the, now, now, preach the Bible in light of current events. So, I mean, yeah. Sunday night we dealt with Ukraine from a biblical perspective. Yeah. Uh, so don't be afraid of that. Yeah. But go to the Bible. Preach that, the Word. Right. Because they're getting all this information that they do want. They want their pastor. They want their Christian leader to speak to these things with scripture and say, here's possibilities, here's our response, and here's our, and here's our at, faith. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. as pastors, you're going to stand before God, right. and you don't want to find out that you were a tool right. for anyone but God. Right. So I'm not going to be a tool for the Republican Party. Right. I, I'm not going to be a tool for the media. Right. I, I, and I'm an American, right. and I'm red, white, and blue, and you know, I got my grunt-style shirts on, right. and I got, I, got, right. I got all that stuff as right. well. I, I, I am all those things. Yeah. But I am only controlled by one. Right. right. And my identity is wrapped up in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Not in Fox News. Yep. Not in Donald Trump. Not in anyone else. Right. And so don't and, be a tool and don't be a puppet of those individuals. And and that's why I, I would say for, you know, we're running on two decades now that we've had the Bible Nation Society to try to bring scriptural thought into decision making, into government. The Bible tells us how to be saved, how to live spiritually. It tells us how to have a family. Um, it tells us, tells us how to be a man. tells us how to be a woman. Uh, it has a great picture of society and culture. It is the book that shows how to do governance. Mm-hmm. I would even say it's the book that would tell you how to win a war, mm-hmm. you know, and all these things. But I'll tell you, we've been losing based upon how we're doing politics, how we view the parties, and we've been saying this for a long time. Why are we in this predicament now paying $5, $6 gas? And I would say it's because we failed on some other ends. We failed to protect the baby in the womb. Mm-hmm. We failed to divine marriage biblically, and we're allowing what God calls abomination to be normalized and taught in school. Um, we are being duped on every hand. Uh, we're, we're, we're functioning in fear and self-interest. And these are horrible cultural things that have led us to this president, this leadership, and our enemies saying, now's the time. Yep. And so why are we paying $5 gas? Because we failed, and we deserve to pay $5 mm-hmm. gas. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Bible Nation has been there to say, hey, listen, if we'll do things right, you know, God says in Isaiah 26, 2, open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. 
God will favor not just Israel, but God will favor any nation and peoples or cultures, even in a smaller venue, a remnant, he often ta- he talks about, that will love God and will read his word and that will trust in the grace of Jesus Christ. And, you know, then will purpose to call good good and call evil evil and then stand and, and even to suffer for well-doing is acceptable with God. And so I want to tell leaders to man up. Yep. You know, Zelensky's had his day, but we've been saying these things for a long time and, you know, we're, we're getting the results of those warnings right now. There's always hope in, in God. God's in control. And, um, you know, even if this gets worse, Christians can band together. This can be a great opportunity for, for people to see God and to conjure up, to influence their faith. Mm. And so when everyone is losing their head, you keep yours. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to our Bible Nation podcast. We'll be back next week. Remember, the best culture is a Bible culture. It's proven, and it works. BibleNation.org. Check us out.